0: We are talking about talents for this week. Best in (laughs) talent! When I was in elementary, it's something that I thought I did not have. Mm -hmm. Because, number one, I'm not good. It's not actually that I'm not good. I do not have the talent to dance or to sing. So I thought I didn't have any talent at all. But then he asked you, "What are your talents, best? Because you seem to have a lot of that talent, Filipino." <laughs> anyway. But growing up, I thought I was good at singing. I thought I was good at singing. It's the opposite. Just like <laughs> our friend, our friend, he's really good. By the way, I thought I was good at singing, but growing up, I realized I wasn't. But I, I like music. I think my talent is really in. In public speaking or mm. communication, I think that's what I'm good at. And right. a pastor. <laughs> Maybe. And also, but with, you know, pastoral work is more than just writing. And a lot of things about that I'm still working out on, especially compassion, nurturing, <laughs> nurturing, which I really don't have. Anyway, that, speaking, and I think also writing. <laughs> I want to be good at writing, so I'm working hard on it. How about you? What are your talents? Singing and dancing? <laughs> no. In the shower? <laughs> <laughs> but I think before I answer that question, let's define what talent really is. What do you think is that? Like, is talent just limited to singing and dancing, or is there something more to it? I think that, I don't know how, what the technical term for a talent is, Mm -hmm. but I would like to say that it has something to do with, I don't know if you're familiar with Howard Gardner's multiple intelligences, logical prosthetics, musical, yes, how people learn. That is because that's what they're dominant at. I mean, that's what their dominant skill is. So I think that is that is what talent is about. What your dominant skill is, what you're good at doing. So, so that it's more than just singing or dancing or performing arts. Because growing up, kids, we we, we tell kids that you're talented if they if, if they can sing or dance. But it's more than just that. There's also one good resource that I remember, but I don't have the book now. It's Strengths Finder. It is actually a book by Donald Wilson, in that book, he was describing the differences between strength, talent, and skill. Your talent is something that is innate; mm-hmm. it's natural for you, and at any time you can just do it. Like if you have a talent, say for example, the very common one, if you have a talent to so you can sing even without. Yeah. Instrument or without practice, yes. or, or it's just like Adele. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and I won't try to say <laughs> I'm good at reciting, maybe. But he also said that strength is maybe double your talent because once you have the strength, you excel on something yeah, because yes. you can excel. What you think is your primary talent. Is it public speaking, as you said? Is it I, would like say, one. I would say it would be public speaking because it comes out very naturally to me. As you said, balance is something that is innate, so it comes out very naturally to me. I think I even discovered it. I I, I did not realize but maybe my parents discovered it early on because I remember not only just reciting in front of so many people when I was young, but also telling stories Mm -hmm. and memorizing. It was very easy for me to memorize because I wanted to tell stories. Yes. And I did not remember being scared in front of many people as early as eight. I think I told a story in a contest. And I could still remember that exact moment when I stepped into the stage. <laughs> and after this time, I could not remember anything that suggested that I was fearful or I was scared at that time. So I feel that it was very innate to me. And, and, and I think of <laughs> this, can oh, you yeah. see <laughs> this? That's, <what laughs> that's what I was, yes, like, my primary um, talent. That's where I'm. Am I a- I was actually asking myself, is Tito here? (laughs) More than (laughs) three times, trying to. That is what is unique with our podcast. Yes, that's right. We very naturalistic. naturalistic. (laughs) Very naturalistic. We do not stage everything. We are here at the turf of Japan. I did not even realize that we have a chicken (laughs) there. So for a change, I came to the best place, and so we have a chicken here. We might have eggs, dogs and chicken for lunch. <laughs> it Anyways, so it's public speaking. And, well, how can people discover their talents. It does not necessarily mean that if you think you're good at something, it doesn't mean that it is really your final talent. Mm-hmm. It can be something else. So then, the question is, how do you discover Talents that you have, and say you're 40, yes. you're 50, it's not too late to discover your talent. Yes, I know that you have a talent in like organizing things or organizing people. So, how if it's a talent? I think it is a it is. it is. I think it is. Um, how do you, how do you, I mean, how did you discover? Did you learn it? Because I think if it's a skill, you learn it, but. But for you I think it's innate for you. Mm-hmm. So like organize things, put things in mm-hmm. different boxes. Yeah. Right. So so I think because that's your impulse, I think that's a talent for you. So how did you how did you discover that you're good at it or did you just want to wake up like, Oh no, I have a room full of boxes? <laughs> I think because it's just it has become like a way of life for me. There was a time in my life that I actually boarded several, like, let's say, a party with mm-hmm. friends. So they were always seeing how I do things, like, things in his proper place, it's easier for me to locate if I need it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some of the things in the kitchen have labels just so I don't mistake salt for sugar. sugar. It's just a way of life. Number one, it was a foundation from other people mm-hmm. because I don't see it. Like, we are not our own mirrors, So when people say it and they affirm it, that's how I discovered it, because of affirmation. Yes, it was because people have, have recognized. I think that's one way to discover your talents or to know what your talents are. Is when people tell you, oh, you're good at this, or they keep on asking you to do something and then you're satisfied. Or not that they're asking you to do something or then redo it, but you're at, they're always asking. Or if you, like, for example, if your friends or family are always um, asking you, for example, to cook a certain meal for them yeah. all the time. Like my mom cooks hamunata all the time. And people even pay her to cook that, that special dish. So that's her specialty, right? So I, I think when people ask you to do something for them, and they come to you for a specific thing, I think that is just, just like what you said. Or if they cannot really very specifically say that they were people, mm-hmm. other people ask them to do something. Maybe what they can do is really ask, right. like very close people, for like family members, mm-hmm. they could ask, what do you think Am I good at? Mm-hmm. And then friends that have known them for quite some time. Right. Then right. so if they have if they cannot be well, really if people have asked them to do something. So that's number one. Yeah. I mean, yes yes affirmation for people. I think the other thing is that when you know that it comes out naturally like you don't have trouble or you don't struggle doing it. Walla ka effort. Yes. Just, just so like John Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> well obviously John Lloyd has a talent in acting because as we said, sorry Violo, I love you, but I'm gonna say this. <laughs> John Lloyd's eyes can do a lot of things that Violo's apps have no capacity to do. I mean, you know, put up a screen and then put John Lloyd's eyes there. It would it can amount Yes and then you put viola it's nothing compared to jungle eyes but but what I'm saying is when when for you to know what your talent is try to do something that you love to do and you are good at it but it comes out naturally without struggle yes without struggle if, if for example you are painting and then people are affirming your painting yes but but you also know that you don't you know you, for you, it's just like, oh, I don't remember me really struggling to do it. Or it's like, a, for you, it feels like just smooshing a few pins and brushes and then there comes a masterpiece. And then for people, they were so amazed. How did you do this? How did you make this? Yeah. But for you, it doesn't feel like you turned the world over for you to finish <laughs> I think that's a talent. That's how you discover your talent. Yeah, so number one was to ask people or friends, and let them affirm it for you and then number two is find out something that you love to do that That comes out 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 naturally I think also when we talk about talents it cannot be avoided to also know your personality so number three would be know your personality so how do you know your personality maybe you can try 16personalities.com I am INFJ, I say I cannot not remember, but I'm sure I'm not an introvert. <laughs> <laughs> that you can check. So you can try 16personalities.com. You can also try to see if. There's like the very first personality test that I discovered was this. I don't know how you call that, but the one called the very Mm -hmm. pragmatic and someone personality. So from there, you get temperaments, I think. Yeah, the temperaments, right? right. So you can get to know your temperaments as well, your personality as well, because you would know that there are certain things that you're good at. There are certain things that you would want and desire to be good at, but it's not yours. Now, based on my own experience, when I was in elementary school, both of my younger siblings are very good at singing and dancing. There is what we call like a dance two or dance in school. So there's category A, B, C, and D. And I would always be in the D category (laughs) for dancing. My brother and my sister would be in the A or B, so me and the two more would be in the D. That's where my loser is stay from, because I felt that I do not belong, mm-hmm. but then we cannot also blame our parents because they didn't also know no, yeah, they were mm-hmm. not fine too, so they were like just because one child is good at something doesn't mean that all the children are good at that, so we were all brought into this dance true and. Mm-hmm. I would always be sobbing because I would be alone or maybe there's just two of us or three of us and we don't even have the chance to dance. And it was really something that I don't really like. And then there comes singing. We came, we joined this chorale group in church and I will always be again in that category D. Mm-hmm. And there was even one point that one of the teachers had asked me to just lip sync. <laughs> and then I asked, Lord, what is not with really me? But then later on, oh, of course, when you grow up and when you become older, you realize, and then because I was really meaning to discover myself. There are a lot of things that I don't understand about mm-hmm. myself. You know, I want to understand myself, so I can understand other people better. And that's when I discovered all these personalities. And then I have this mantra. You have to maximize your strength. Mm-hmm. True. And minimize your resources. Because if you maximize your strengths, you will excel, and you will be better, and you will be a blessing to other people. True. And whenever I would hear Adele, I would say, how come i can not? You know, you know what? This is very like you can see the personalities or what you want. Like for example, mm-hmm. you want to be a singer. So every time Adele sings, you would say, "I wish I have her voice." Yeah. Me, I want to be a good writer. So every time Adele sings, I would say, "Why am I? Why was I not the one who wrote that you song?" So I felt like, you know, we always want somebody from, (laughs) from something, something from somebody, depending on what we need. But it took a long time, actually, to just really realize and accept myself as who I am. I mean, there was a point in my life that I said, okay, Lord, if you have actually really created me to be this way, to have this number of chromosomes, this DNA, and this talent, this skill, this race, citizenship and all that, then there must be a purpose behind it. But it takes a lot of maturity for, for people. Right. It takes a lot of maturity. It's very important that we do not compare right. ourselves with other people's talents. Right. Because there's a person in the Bible that says that we are one body. True. Just because your work or your function, one person, let's say, is a supervisor and you're a staff Mm -hmm. and another is an officer in the officer level and you're a staff, doesn't mean that you are insignificant. It just means that his or her function is supervisory and yours is being an officer, being a staff. But it doesn't diminish you as a person. Mm -hmm. You don't have to see yourself as really low. The only difference you have is actually the function. So she has more responsibility as a supervisor and you have lesser responsibility. But as a person you are both equal. So there's a part like that. Each other you would not function well. Right. The Bible is saying that we do not we're not supposed to undermine the parts of the body that are not sin. The hand cannot say to the liver that I get. you know, I'm better off because I'm the hand, if the liver stops, you know. It's exactly. going to be <laughs> down for the whole body. One of the vital the many vital parts of our bodies are actually hidden. True. In organizations, I think the people who are most valuable and who are the structure of the organization yeah. are those that you cannot see most of the time. Because their their works are not very you know, they cannot be seen but they are the ones that hold the company together. Yeah. As uh, what you mentioned our talents are more or less connected to the kind of personality that we have. If you are good in art, for example, and visual art, you might there's a certain possibility, there's a big possibility that there you might you might be melancholic because melancholics are into details. Yes. And if you are a visual artist, you have to be into details. Right. If you are somebody who is who's like for example me I am dominantly sanguine. (laughs) So that is connected to my skill, my talent, which is public speaking. Yes. Because you know, a sanguine person always wants to be listened to and and and, and on stage. On stage and always wants to perform. So I think that's also related to my talent. And there are people who are um, very quiet or sometimes they just want to be in the background, they're phlegmatics. And they have their own talents. They are the ones who you know, they have a talent in pacifying people. Yes. Me, I don't have I don't have sometimes that skill or the talent in listening to people, pacifying the people of fights or conflicts. Mm-hmm. Plegmatics have that talent. Okay, so it really depends on what your what your Personality, know your environment. Mm-hmm. What takes you all? Yeah. Do you remember that something that requires shape? Shape? Yeah. Discover your a shape. Spiritual, it's a spiritual. gift. Your yeah. yeah. heart. Yes. What is in your heart? Your abilities. Yes. Your. Personality. You know what I mean? Personality. I mean, personality. Yes. personality. personality. Uh, uh, with wait. Abilities. Personality and. I think, and right. there's also another E. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 that. You know your shit. Yes. We are all pieces of a puzzle. in no. the puzzle will not complete. And you can never say that your talent is better than my talent. Yes. My talent is better than another person's talent. Right. Because they're all given to us. We did not earn them. Right. And it's not really very fair. To compare yours from other people's because number one, it's like comparing apples to oranges, true, because it's the same. And even if you have the same temperament, let's say, still you have different states of personality. So it is still not very fair to compare. So even if, let's say, we both are Mm melancholics, but still you have a different personality than I have. Mm -hmm. So it's temperament plus personality plus. Education, I guess. Mm-hmm. True. Experience. Oh, experience. Experience. I think that our E in shape is experience. I think not so. so. <laughs> because <laughs> that's how you know your shape. Because yes. That's how you know your shape. Because we also have different experiences also shape us, mold us. It's not really very clear to us so when compare Speaking of experiences, I think this is an advice to the parents. We're not we're not any and I are not parents yeah. yet, Yes. <laughs> but we might be. But I think uh, looking at how our parents raised us or how also our friends are raising their children, I think what's best is, speaking of experiences, is if your child is growing up, let him or her experience as much as she can. Like if she wants, if one day she wakes up and she says, I want to go to ballet lessons go ahead you have the resources go ahead let her try ballet If if it doesn't work for her it's fine yes if she wants to go to archery the next day or next week or next month go ahead let her do it i think that when children are still going growing up it's best that we let them experience many things Mm -hmm. then you as a parent having in your mind when i have a kid i'm gonna make her the best ballerina in town if that is in your mindset, and then your kid grows up to be somebody who is, you know, uh, not in, not skilled in dancing, you like get frustrated, frustrated right? You get frustrated. Like, if I, if I may, I have a niece who's two, two years old, two and a half, I think. We were laughing because uh, her dad and my cousin are, have dreams. And then um, they said that, the dad said, you know, when she grows up to be a scientist. But, you know, her kid right now, she would open a book and tell stories at 10 years old. She would sing with facial expressions she would make up stories. She would pretend that she's in the office. And oh, she was really into performance. And we were telling my, my cousin-in-law, good luck to your dreams. <laughs> your daughter is not going to be a scientist. She's going to be an actress or a stage performer or something else. Yes, maybe. So, I think when we let, when we give our kids experiences, different experiences, they begin also to discover their talents and their good at something if we mm-hmm. let them experience things. Yes, and um, again, we are not the authorities when it comes to parenting, but we have also friends that we have known and have observed Mm the goals and goals of parenting. It's also very important that we do not put them in a mold too. Just as you said, allow them to experience what they are good at. It's a common mistake for parents who... Or just really wanting the best also for their children. And also, it's a clue that just because it's your dream doesn't mean that you can put it on your children. Right, right. So, don't make your dreams, don't let your children act on your dreams. Don't let them fulfill your dreams because they have their own dreams. Maybe you can influence them, but never ever, like, put the burden of fulfilling your dreams in their dreams. Yes. And don't ever degrade them. When something that, like let's say, if don't excel in math, do not ever tell them that your father was good in this and that or your brothers or your sisters, your siblings are good in this and that. Because maybe he's not good in math, in logic, but he might be good in writing. Mm-hmm. He likes words better than numbers. Mm-hmm. When someone is not good at something, maybe he's good at another thing, yes. And mm-hmm. that's why he's failing at this thing, this. And just like Albert Einstein, mm-hmm. I think that every every genius is a, is not normal. So that yes. means we're not normal <laughs> <laughs> because it takes a certain focus, a certain dedication, a certain you know determination to finish something of note. Yes. So how do we discover our talents is number one is, of course, to seek the opinion and the affirmation of people around you, just so you know. And then is discover what is natural for you. Right. And then try to take the tests for personalities and temperaments. Mm-hmm. Then so what can you suggest? You have a good suggestion mm-hmm. on how to be a good supporter of your talents. Yeah, First of all, I think that talents... As what the book says, uh, that John C Maxwell wrote a book called "Talent Is Never Enough," Mm -hmm. because talent is really never enough. Once you have it, it's not enough that you're good at singing. You have to keep on singing for you to be better at it. So I think practice is the best way to be a good steward to your to your talent. And John, I'm not John Maxwell. It's Malcolm Gladwell, Gladwell, yeah, wrote in his book Outliers. Yeah. He said that um, there's a 10,000 hour rule mm-hmm. that you become an expert at some at something if you do it at least 10,000 times. Yeah. Then it's 10,000 hours. And so I feel that. And he also said that you don't practice because you're good. It is practice that makes you good. Right. So for you to be able to be better at what you're doing, you have to keep on practicing. You you keep on doing what you're good at. Find every opportunity that, that you think that you can practice your skill. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also in that book where he said, or it was John Maxwell, I can't quite remember, do something that you're good at mm-hmm. for free. The right. And then someday when you're good at it, People would love to pay price. right? Yeah, and that's one of the great <laughs> things. I think that, that's, that's just the bonus of, of practicing your talent. Yeah, with the thing with with practice, there's really truth to the saying that practice makes perfect. But it's good practice that makes perfect. But if you keep practicing the wrong way, then of course you will be perfect in the wrong okay. way. Yeah. So just make sure that it's good practice. I guess that goes back to what we have talked earlier on, how to get to know your talents, yes. is when you're willing to do something for free. Even if for some people, very, it's hard to do, it's the hardest thing to do for them, but for you, it's easy and you're so okay mm-hmm. just doing it for free and you're even doing it, staying very late at night just to do it, yeah? even if you do not get compensated. I think that's also one way of you to know That your that is your talent. Yes. So practice, yes. Good practice makes perfect. And then and then another one is keep on trying. Or keep on discovering. Mm -hmm. I feel that it's never too late to discover a talent. Yes. Like no matter the age. Like yeah, no matter the age. I know of somebody who started playing the piano at 25 and then eventually was part of the harmonic training. Yeah, at a very young age because she was very dedicated. My sister, it's very funny, my sister, my parents made her try out ballet, singing lessons, piano lessons, mm-hmm. um, sports, also What You know how she got into bandoria? She listened to the Rondalia play the Bayang Magilio during a, a, a ceremony and just, she was only nine. And yeah. uh, when she went home, she said, Night I want to join the band <laughs> the Rondalia. So my mom, who doesn't have any money at that time, had to, you know, find ways to get herself a mandalia. And uh, after that, she was into the school band and everything. Yeah. At 24, I think, she picked up the flute and started playing. It was so annoying to hear a 24-year-old thing, the flute. you know, just... Starting to play the flute, yeah. playing um, Silent Night on a movie, not so silent night, and now she's doing calligraphy and all, but but looking back, I I, I would really appreciate how she likes to discover things, yes. and the good thing is that she becomes good at it, mm-hmm. she becomes good at it, like she's into calligraphy, she likes drawing when she was younger, now she's into calligraphy, and she's good at it, so yeah. I think that it's never too late to start discovering what you're good at. If, you, if you've always wanted to be like, uh, if you want to always wanted to show or knit yeah. or what, and then you think that it's too late to learn it, why don't you just go ahead and pick up? Maybe it will work for you. If you right. want to play the piano, just go ahead. Buy the grade 1,000 book <laughs> and then go ahead and try it. So keep on trying. Another thing I think that you can actually be a good steward of your talent is be willing to invest through on it because you will never be able to be good at something. You will never be able to discover something Mm -hmm. and you will never be able to be practicing on something if you do not invest. Of course, invest wisely. Mm -hmm. So if you're into music or if you're into Mm -hmm. calligraphy, attend workshops be willing to pay registration fees or buy materials books, buy materials yes. Yes. so if you're if you like if you like writing then be willing to pay for journals so. or notebooks <laughs> or buckets or spend time doing it that's yes. also investment right time investment so be willing to invest on something because if you keep holding yourself back from doing mm-hmm. something you will never discover it yes. Most has said that the saddest place on Earth is in the, the cemetery. Graveyard. Right? the graveyard, because there are dreams that has never come into reality. Yes. As a fear or so not. try to just and like you know invest. You don't have to really invest very drastically. Yes. Just try to invest a little at a time from whatever, um, however you can actually invest. So start from little things, and then you will discover to bigger things. Not only investment that is that you gain from, but also investment in other people. Right. I think that when you have a talent, it will not be proper. I think it is poor stewardship when you never pass on the talent exactly. When you don't let other people grow, who has, people has the same who have the same talent mm-hmm. as you, when you don't let them grow because you feel that sharing what you know or what your techniques are would somehow diminish your talent. I think that's very, very poor stewardship. Right, right. So investment in yourself and investment in other people is a good way to be good stewards of our own talents. Yeah, so we've done, you've done your practice, you've tried to discover things, and then you have invested yourself. We say that your stewardship Along that line, maybe number four would be to empower yes, and add value right. to others. Yes, true. Because you have that talent why I not you actually try to empower right. others and add value to them. Because the same way you also have learned it from yes. other people and yes. then you can just pass it on, it's... It's what we call that, paying it forward. Paying forward. Because you never know that's the only way they will also discover that they're good right. at it. It is a good thing to be proud that you're good at something. But I think it's a better thing to be proud when you help somebody become a right. something. I think that coaches, you know, bigger trophies than exactly, exactly. players or the team because... Because they're the ones that enable them to do it. So stewardship of talent really involves empowering others and letting others also grow in the talents that God has given them. Yes, yes. pay it forward, really. That's, that's the main thing, in fact, after you've discovered, right. right? When we come to saying okay, you cannot give what you don't have, and so you cannot also empower others to see what you do not know. Right. So you have to know, you have to Invest in yourself, and then invest in other people's lives. Going back to the Bible, for example, this original implication is that one time went to told about a parable. Apparently, about yeah. a talent, and somebody who hmm. had the talent, somebody Matthew twenty five, <laughs> and then that he was given much invested it. It is really when you have a talent, it's really for investing in others. It's for right letting it grow. Because I, I'm not I'm not sure, but I think the master said you fool mm-hmm. somebody who did not who did not invest the talent was quite a fool. So for us to be wise at dealing with our talents or handling our talents, it has to be invested in empowering others. Mm-hmm. The devotional or Harold J. Selah. Every day, we use our resources, talents, and time for something. First, what we have is a gift from God. That's very important. Second, what we have is a loan that can be recalled at any time. Mm-hmm. And third, we are to invest our resources our talents and our time wisely for God. Consider investing in others, not just yourself. <laughs> so I think this affirms that we are on the right of the track, <laughs> affirm our talent, <laughs> and affirm that we're not just saying anything here that is of no importance. And he went on to say, Fourth, someday you will be held accountable for your investments. Invest wisely. God expects it of you. How do you invest? In Heaven's Bank. Investing in Heaven's Bank goes far beyond giving a church or maybe a check to a charity. It involves not just your resources, which is money basically, most often, but time and talents as well. Mm-hmm. You can also discover your talents try to join like Facebook groups that are into your Passion or your talent. Okay. Do you know that I'm a member of the United Folding Bunchers group <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> in on Facebook because somebody added me. One of my friends when I said that I was I have a bike, yes. but it's just a Japanese bike. He added me for that. It's really funny. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I am so yeah. You can go ahead and join groups because you can join some learn groups. So join the groups to learn, not to compare. Right. Yeah. I would have to recommend the book Talent is Never Enough by John C. Maxwell. Um, It says here, discover the choices that will take you beyond your talent. Mm -hmm. So according to him, it's not enough that you have a talent. You have to do something to be better and take your talent beyond what you already have. So I I think this 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 is really a very, very good read even if you're if you feel like you don't have a talent or you're too old to, you know, discover your own talents. This is um, not only good for you working out your talents, but also in leadership and putting people in positions where they can maximize what they're good at. So this is a very good book on talents. How about recommendation? I think I would recommend that Strengths Finder book that I've been talking about early on. Because that's one of the things that really helped me a lot in fact. In, especially in understanding myself and in understanding others. Mm-hmm. It's very important that we also understand other people. Mm-hmm. And that others have. So I would recommend StrengthsFinder. Thank you for joining us this week. This has been a Beautiful Life Podcast. Keep believing. Keep moving. Keep living. A beautiful life.